This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Good evening and welcome to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio. Today, Irirangi Onatangata O Manawatu for another Tuesday night. This is the voice of reason, Sammy G, here in the NPR studio. And I am joined via internet magical magicalness by the one and only Mr. JK47. I'll just wait for Ray to stop talking and then I'll say something. Yeah, Ray, jeez. Uh, he <laughs> may or may not join us later, we don't know. Ray does as Ray do. Yeah. 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 We shall tell you on Saturday when you come to the event. Yeah. Cheap plug. Yeah. We will get to that. Uh, but first, we had a very special event over the weekend the annual Royal Rumble Extravaganza. So, uh, yeah. if you haven't yeah. watched it yet, then we are going to throw some spoilers your way. Uh, tune out now if you want. Uh, or no, actually, please stay because you know we like having you around. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Lola, someone's calling for puppies. Yeah, sorry, not Jerry the King, but Tracy the, Tracy the Queen. So, yeah, just getting the dogs in line. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Royal Rumble, uh, very exciting. Uh, yeah, uh, I know which matches I was excited by, but which were the highlights for you? Uh, the pre-show was good. Um, no, 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 no. Um, no, it was, yeah, generally it was good. Um, I felt it didn't have the pizzazz of, of some previous rumbles. Um, but I'm sure we'll break that down in long form as we discuss this a bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were, there were good good moments all the way through it. Um, matches I was looking forward to, I guess. Um, well, we had the pitch black match that I was, you know, wanted to know what the hell was going on. Still think it should have been just turn the lights out and Whip start sculling Mountain Dew. Yeah, and whoever wets himself first loses. Mm. Probably would have been a lot easier story to tell than the, than the one they did. Um, and, of course, the, the Roman... And um, Kevin Owens slash Sami Zayn slash Saga. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to those. So. None of which disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for me, number one was, you'd think I'd say the Rumbles, but the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, just because it was new and why it was involved, because I'm a mark. Uh, yeah. And then everything else on top of that. Yeah, no, I the Royal, Royal Rumble was generally my my favourite event for the WWE for the year. Um, we were saying off year, but sort of sometimes I feel that WrestleMania is just too busy. You know, WrestleMania is awesome, the spectacular, you know, spectacle that it is. Um, Rumbles to the but point. the Royal Rumble was just yeah, Royal Rumble's just there was, was always been something special about that and. You know, you get the surprise guest appearances and returns and stuff like that, um, generally. Um, um, and it's just, yeah, usually pretty pretty good, 
solid show. Um, this one was a, I think I could probably sum it up as best saying it was a very, very good um, WWE pay-per-view. Um, but I wouldn't rate it up there as the, in the, the top 36 of Royal Rumbles. Oof. Ouch. But I would. It would be in the top 36 somewhere, but I don't think it, it wouldn't be top five, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, starting with the Men's Royal Rumble, because that was the first match. Uh, entrant number one was Gunther. And number two was Sheamus. So those two have a history. Yes. Well, I was watching this with my son, who has, uh, hasn't watched as much wrestling as he should recently. Um, and I proceeded to fill in the first 90 seconds with explaining to him why he should watch the Crown Jewel. And I know, not the Crown Jewel, the uh, Clash of the Castle. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and was telling him all about that match, um, which he subsequently watched and came back in and went, "Wow, Dad, that was awesome!" So yeah, now see those two started off. You knew you were in for a treat, mm-hmm. um, and again didn't disappoint. But um, Gunther never does, and never does Seamus. Um, I think personally, I think like. Performance-wise, Gunter gets the, the, the you know, the performance for the Rumble. Yep, of course he has to. Um, basically going from beginning to end. Um, but my personal highlight, and I'm probably fast-forwarding a little bit here, um, was just watching the unnamed tag team that used to be referred to as the Banger Bros. <laughs> um, yes, we've only just found out why we can't call them that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, as a guy that's come up with names for tag teams. Um, no, no, most people know why they're calling their tag teams just the way they're calling their tag teams. But, um, yeah, watching them interact in the Rumble um, was actually a real cool highlight. Um, just there were, there were times in the Rumble, and normally you'd get pissed off if two talents were just standing in the corner leaning on a ring post you know, leaning on the turnbuckle, laughing and, and pointing when they're supposed to be in a rumble. Um, but for some reason, those two doing it was just thoroughly entertaining. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, you know, I actually loved watching those two <coughs> doing that. I think I've probably – I think I've got a new new favourite tag team and, and they'll be pretty – they'll definitely make my top five tag teams now because they're just, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, couldn't find the cough button in time. Um, but yeah, no, no, absolutely wrecked how it started off. Here was number three, I can't remember. Uh, the Miz. That's right. Yes. Um, don't know if I'd want the number three spot. Um, but yeah, no, and what am I saying? I probably would have wanted the number three spot just to go in there with the Shamus and Gunther. Um, but yeah, no, no, Miz, Miz, Miz comes out and, and you know, it's good. Yeah. I mean, he was no AJ Styles, but yeah. No, no. But still a nice pop. No. Nice pop to see Miz. Yeah. 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 Uh, instead yeah. of doing every entrant, 
Yeah. I'm just going to skim through names. Uh, well, I guess I can quick list them. So, yeah, number three, Miz, Kofi Kingston, Johnny Gagano, Xavier Woods, Karrion Cross, Chad Gable, Drew McIntyre, Santos Escobar, Angelo Dawkins, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and this is where I'm going to stop. Because as soon as I see Brock Lesnar, you'd think, oh, yeah, he's going to go all the way to the end. Him and Bobby Lashley, they're going to make it all the way to the end. But no. No. In a shocking no. of events. No. Brock lasted yeah. two shocking. minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. But like he says, he doesn't get paid by the hour. True. <laughs> no. Um, I thought that was quite a cool um, sort of twist, I guess. Um, and, of course, obviously extends the the Lashley Lesnar storyline a bit further. Um, chances are we're probably going to see that at Mania. Um, which I think would be awesome. Um, certainly nothing wrong with it. Um, but it's cool to see Johnny Gargano out there. I'm just a massive fan of his anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool to see him in there. Um, Chad Gable's just so bloody entertaining. Um, Shoosh! Yeah, yeah. That and that and when Otis come out, I just had to crack up when Otis comes out because every time I look, you look at Otis, it's like, how does he move? You know, <laughs> his his like he defies all log, all logic, um, and, and it's just yeah, it just it doesn't seem to work. You know, well it shouldn't work. It's like the bumblebee. You know, it feared if he should not fly. But it does. Um, he's got these little tiny arms and his shape and, and all that. But the way he moves is just, yeah, absolutely amazing. So, Fluid. Um, yeah. And legit, you know, hey, almost an Olympic bloody wrestling champion, you know, so could have gone to the Olympics and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Um, and he's just so funny. Um, and his pelvic thrusts are yeah. mesmerizing. Just, oh yeah, yeah, and I love the love the fact he still does the caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, after Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Seth freaking Rollins. Actually, I will stop again. Baron Corbin getting taken out by Brock Lesnar uh, before he yes. even got into the match. Yes, and Brock, and, and sorry, I, I shouldn't be doing this because he'd probably hunt you down and kill me, but Brock Lesnar demonstrating why he did not make it into the NFL. Um, because, yeah, Baron went flying, but so did Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that from, you know, my, my yeah, my, my, my castle of um, solitude here in New Zealand, miles and miles and miles away from Brock Lesnar. And if you're uh-huh. listening to this, Brock, and need an address, I can hook you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Raymond Gum Apartments. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right there on the corner of See You Later Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> and Piao Piao Drive. You want to see us? Yeah. You want to see a superhero fly to get Brock and knock on the door? Um. Thoughts for Capital County? But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Uh, CPW has got a pretty good budget. We're doing really, really well, but I don't know if we're doing that well. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it's, yeah, reportedly $3 million for the two minutes work you did. I don't know if CPW is going to be able to afford it. Um, but in saying that, public serving announcements, the uh, tickets for Capital Carnage have just multiplied excessively. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll make it happen. Um, maybe not this year. Yeah. Maybe not next yeah. year. Maybe not within five years, but we'll make it happen. Yeah. yeah. One day. One day we'll get Brock Lesnar. Uh, going back to Baron Corbin, this is a nice piece of continuity that they did. Because Seth Rollins, when he came out next, threw Baron Corbin mm-hmm. into the Rumble and then eliminated mm-hmm. him in, like, yeah, seven seconds. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was cool. Um, I am absolutely digging Seth Rollins. He's definitely proving why he's one of not only the best wrestlers in the world, but the best entertainers in the world. Um, his, his character is just, yeah, just amazing. Um I don't legitimately don't know whether he's heel or face, but I don't really care because um, he's just Seth freaking Rollins. So that's um, what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get very far on this because yeah, after Seth Rollins we had Otis, and then after Otis we had Rey Mysterio, then after Rey Mysterio we had Dominic Mysterio, and I'll stop again there because we didn't actually get Rey Mysterio. No, but it was pointed out on reliable sources, a.k.a. Facebook, mm-hmm. that when the winner of the Rumble, and we have not got that far yet, so I will not announce who the winner is, just in case you haven't watched it, that person left the ring by jumping over the top rope. Now, Rey Mysterio has not been eliminated. Mm. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So, if you're using the Curtis Axel methodology, who's like 2,500 days or something, he's been in the Rumble. <laughs> um, well, Ray Mysterio won the 2023 Royal Rumble because he was not thrown out over the top rope. Hmm. He didn't even make it to the entrance ramp. No. No. Um, so then but I did see one thing that... Well, officially, I believe the rules are that you must enter the Rumble. You must enter the ring to be technically in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so no, it doesn't. But when do we let the truth get in the way of good wrestling story? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was um, I did see on Facebook, there was a young fella got a photo with Rey Mysterio um, at the airport. Um, in San Antonio. So I know he was there. So, yeah. It wasn't none, it wasn't it wasn't the old hair, Dominic. Just take my mask and say you bet me up, you know. And um yeah. Well actually- it was quite cool because it was one it was one of the very rare Rey Mysterio without his mask photos. Mm. Um And now I know who, why, because yeah. Dominic took off with it. Yes, this photo was taken two days before, but yeah, just shows premeditation on Dominic's part. Mm. Yes. 
Yes, because Dominic was number 18 immediately after a Mysterio and again came out ripping and tearing at Ray's mask. Yes. Mm. Strategic cuts with a pair of scissors probably would have been beneficial to him. Mm-hmm. That's all I need to say. It does show the durability of those masks, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Ray Mysterio wouldn't have a cheap mask. No. Trust me. Um, I know the price of masks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, number 19, we had Elias. Uh, yeah. And we had... Uh, yeah, quick note on Elias. Used his guitar. That was nice. Not illegal. Just, it wasn't as cool as Kane's guitar shot on friggin' Honky Tonk Man all those years ago. No. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 20, we had Finn Balor, and then gonna stop again, because number 21, Booker T. Yeah, it was cool to see Booker T out there. Um, yeah, I hope I look as in good a shape as he does when I get to his age. Um, because, yeah, phenomenal shape. Um, still got it. Except for, uh, yeah, he definitely still got it. Um, the dreads are getting really big, though. Um, they must weigh you down a bit when you're in the room. Um, I think it helps yeah, no, with the though. Yeah, yeah. It helps with the momentum to get you around, I guess. Um, let's take it with it. You know, take it had long hair at the time. If he'd done the take it ring, he would have helped it. So, you know. Um, no, it was great to see Booker T back in there. Um, I've seen he's been doing um, some some matches and stuff like that with his promotion slash training school there in Texas. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, a, it's cool, um, especially because I saw him on the pre-show and, you know, because Booker T's always on the pre-shows. So, yeah, a little bit of a, uh, little bit of a pop and a giggle out of me when I saw him come up. Um, the shucky ducky quack quack moment of the rumble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, next at number twenty-two, we had Damian Priest, uh, followed by Montez Ford, having to stop again. Number twenty-four, Edge, making his return. Yeah, yeah, nah, Edge. Um, I love Edge, so it was cool to see that. Um, and and. <laughs> That Damien Priest, there's is, is something special about him. Um, yeah. And it was nice that those guys were close together because, yeah, well, they kind of, you know, they've apparently got some beef. I don't, I don't know what that's about. But, you know, <laughs> maybe Edge wanted to use purple or something, but, yeah, yeah. apparently him and Damien Priest don't like each other. Mm. And it kind of seemed like it in the Rumble. I don't know why, but, yeah. Hashtag watch this space. Uh, hmm. uh, no, we can't talk about it now. Uh, Damien Priest and Finn Bella got eliminated uh, very close together and ended up brawling with Edge uh, all the way up to the entrance ramp. Hilariously, as Austin Theory was coming out. And then we got another surprise, not in the Rumble, but just another surprise because Beth Phoenix was in the building. Yes. But we're missing a key point out of that. 
you, you missed where Rhea Ripley came out and took out Edge. Yeah. And then done the slow motion turnaround because there was 51,000 people pointing and laughing at her, all saying you're going to die. And then, yeah, a very Mad Max 80s-looking Beth Phoenix was standing there and boom, hit the big spear on Rhea Ripley. Um, hmm. Showing some love and support of the man. We all saw that uh, last time we saw Beth Phoenix, and uh, this was recapped by the talented commentary crew. Um, yeah, so you got the concerto from Judgment Day. Um, the I Which match. might be the reason why, yeah, might be the reason why Edge doesn't like Damien Priest. But, yeah, just a rumour I've heard. Um, yeah, so, yeah, she came back with Vengeance. Um, yeah, so I don't think we've seen the end of that. I think... Um, I remember, oh, it would have been six months ago or something like that. It was just before Survivor Series. And we were all fantasy booking the thing. And we were going to have Judgment Day against, I think it was going to be Rey Mysterio, Edge, Beth Phoenix, and someone else. Can't remember who off the top of my head, but everyone was everyone was picking that was going to happen. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, i got a funny feeling there might be a Mania story coming on. So, but we might find out that later on in the show that Rhea Ripley might be busy during Mania, so maybe it's not. So you just never know. <laughs> Spoilers. If only, if only they were going to have a pay-per-view in Canada. Even though Beth Phoenix not actually from Canada, she now resides in Canada. She's now married to one of Canada's favourites. Son's been Edge, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that, that may have to be the payoff. Uh... Reasons to buy a premium live event slash pay per view. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Austin Theory number twenty five, number twenty six. We had Omos. Number twenty seven. We had Braun Strowman. Number twenty eight. We had Ricochet. Almost uh, said Prince Puma. Uh, number twenty nine was the returning Logan Paul. And I might as well drop number thirty now because we all knew who it was going to be. Cody Rhodes. Well, funny you say that. I was sitting there at number just before number thirty come out, going, "I wonder who it's going to be." I legitimately, no, I hadn't forgotten Cody in the Rumble. He, I just, yeah, completely forgot. And then he came out, and I went, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> so, I was, yeah, did the old anticipation, sitting on the edge of the seat, wondering who it was, who's going to be, who's going to be, who's going to be, and then of course, yeah, Cody. Um, but yeah, um, there was there was a nice little moment there for Logan Paul and Ricochet, um, a meeting of the minds, so to speak. Um, yeah, where they were on opposite sides of the ring, and the next next minute they both catapulted themselves off the top rope into each other and splat. Um, that was, was a very cool moment. I think that, I think it's going to be showed on many a highlight video for a very long time. Um, I was impressed by Braun Strowman's, uh, Strowman's physique. Um, I, I haven't looked, to be perfect, I haven't seen a lot of WWE recently, um, so it was cool to watch him. But, um, yeah, probably slimmed down quite a bit and toned up. Um, yeah. And teaming with um, him to share. Yeah, 
yeah, which is really funny because for guys that look completely opposite, they actually look quite alike. Um, and I think that's actually a pretty cool team. I've always I've always loved the big guy, little guy teams. You know, you had the, the Kane and Daniel Bryant, Team Hell No and stuff like that. And then you had x and any of the outlaws, you know, our outsiders and, you know, it was, yeah, Batista, Ray, that sort of thing, you know. Always, always love that big guy, little guy dynamic. And, um, yeah, well, you don't get much bigger than Braun Strowman and you don't get much littler and flippy than Ricochet. So, yeah. Um, funny story about Ricochet, but behind the times, I watched the 365 documentary on the WWE Network about Ricochet. Um, it was actually a really cool watch. Um, yeah. No, it was, um, yeah. I sort of went down a bit of a nostalgia path while the, the, the wife was away over Christmas period and um, started watching a whole bunch of things. And, yeah, actually thoroughly enjoyed the Ricochet one. So, yeah. If you're bored, got an hour to kill, and you want to watch some good content, check that one out. Sammy G's currently writing down on a bit of paper. Yep. So over that, he's so bored, he's just drawing doodling pictures of, um, well, if Ray was here, he'd say penises, but um, I'm just going to say cats. <laughs> We're professionals, damn it. Uh, <laughs> final three came down to Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins? No. No, no, no. It was Cody Rhodes. It was Gunther. Gunther. Green for it. Oh, I can't hear you. Yeah, okay. Logan Paul. Yes, it was too. Was it? No. Well, did Seth know? Because Seth eliminated Logan Paul. Well, no, well, did Logan Paul eliminate Seth? Cody Rhodes eliminated Logan Paul. Yes. Logan Paul eliminated right. Rollins. So, yeah, final four, because yeah. that's going to be easier. Rollins, Paul, yeah. Gunther, Cody. Yeah. Rollins yeah. at first, then Logan, then yeah. Gunther. Yeah. Uh, but, but I, um. Yeah, the ending being turned into like its own singles match. I thought it was real awesome. Yeah, that's um one thing IPW do with the Eliminator contract. Um, they have the Rumble, and when it comes down to the final two, it becomes a singles match. I think it's a really, really great concept. Mm. Um, absolutely fabulous, and this had just 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 felt like it as well. Um, too many times you have the final four. And then within the space of about 30 seconds, There's you know, somebody's won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this was a really nice tease at the end of this rumble because you were kind of torn because you had Cody Rhodes and everyone loves Cody. You know, I love, love the story. I've, I've, I've always loved Cody Rhodes, even back when he was dashing, you know. Um, the comeback kid. Putting, putting paper bags on people's heads and stuff like that. He was great. You know, um, even Stardust. No, I actually thought Stardust was cool. But, um, you know, don't let Cody know I said that. But um, so so I wanted him to win it because I wanted him, I really do want him to go on to win the WWE Championship. You know, something that no Rhodes has ever done. I think all three Rhodes deserve to have had that title. Um, I think Dustin is probably the most underrated wrestler ever. He is absolutely brilliant. He had his own demons, which stopped him fulfilling his potential. Um, but you see him in AEW now, he's going in great guns. Um, 
and, and Dusty should have been. Um, it was just pol- it was a political reasonings why he never was. So it'd be nice to see Cody win that. So I wanted to see him win the Rumble. But then you had Gunter, the man that had won, had been there from day one, well, from number one, right through to the end of the Rumble. Um, and, you know, to follow his story or his younger brother that kind of looked a lot like him but a bit bigger, Walter, um, he did some really, really cool things. And then Gunter came along. Um, and, and Gunter was a lot smaller than Walter, um, but still doing the same amazing, amazing things. Um, to see to see what he has done, um, the weight that he's lost, the the fact that a lot you get a lot of guys that are big and when they lose the weight they lose the mystique about them, um, or vice versa. The little flippy dudes that suddenly put a whole lot of weight on they can't do flippies anymore so they're not. Right. But to what's going to go from one body type to a completely different and still be the same beast that he is sort of thing. Um, I kind of wanted him to win as well. Um, there was a point there, I was watching it with um, our production um, boss lady executive, the boss lady. Um, and and she, she goes, I heard your friends are going to win. I said, I don't care. I want both of them to win. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it, it was cool. Um, I guess it probably made sense storyline-wise for Cody to win. Um, but I wouldn't have been mad if I couldn't have won. But yeah, no, big props to him. Um, breaking the record um, of Rey Mysterio that was 62 minutes, 12 seconds, uh, or something like that. One Trying hour, to sound really, really flashy. One hour, 11 minutes, 40 seconds. Yes, that's what Gunter got. But if you look at Rey Mysterio, it was 62 minutes, 12 seconds, I believe. Or 15 four, seconds. Something like that, anyway. 15. Mm. No, well, because three seconds he was technically flying over the top rope, so you can't count that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that you think about that to go into a wrestling match and do seventy minutes. Um, hell, by the time I get to seven minutes, I'm gassed. Um, Seventeen minutes, I'm sort of like I've had my third and fourth wind, and I'm I'm trying to just crawl to the end. Um, so yeah, seventy minutes. Is, at that level, and yes, they are extreme athletes compared to, yeah, me. Um, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and there was no, he didn't do the, he didn't do the stay small and hide method. You know, he, was he did not go to the same school. Yeah, he was in every. There was you always saw Gunter was doing something. Um, so yeah, it's a massive effort. So. Yeah, congratulations to Cody, but um, congratulations to Gunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will go to a quick break here on pipe bombs and headlocks. We did not get very far on that at all. Uh, but when we return, uh, more from the Royal Rumble and more updates from CPW. Stay tuned. Gunter rules. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Welcome, Welcome back, back to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks. Here on NPR, 102 People's Radio. Today, for another Tuesday night. This is still the voice of reason, Sammy G, still in the NPR studio. And I am still joined by the one and only Mr. JK47. 
Yes. Still waiting for Ray to shut up so we can keep talking. Yeah. He's such a chattermouth. Unprofessional, I tell you. I know. Mm. Uh, yeah, so before the break, uh, we were, we got through the men's Royal Rumble match, uh, so, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet, uh, mm. we, we won't be as in-depth with the, uh, rest of the card, cause we still have a lot to talk about, uh, yeah. so we'll just get straight into it, the second match for the Royal Rumble was the Mountain Dew pitch black match between one Bray Wyatt and one L.A. Knight. Yes, yes. Um, I know you were saying I thought it was quite a fan. <laughs> I thought it was quite ironic that you have a guy that is called L.A. Knight in a very eighties themed match. Just saying. No. Um, in all honesty, um, I thought the concept was cool. I loved. I did love how the the black light made everything light up on the big black light fan anyway. Um, I thought it was really, really cool. LA Knight's gear just looked amazing. Bray Wyatt's looked amazing. But if you know what things show up in a black light. Um, <laughs> I was like, how is he going to? probably, he, yeah, he probably doesn't want to have that all over his face anyway. Um, yeah, no, it's, um, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, but that was the first thing I thought. This was like, uh oh, someone had fun last night. Um, um, but no, I think, I, I think, I, honestly, I think the whole concept of it was really cool. Um, there's something different. It was like, you know, when Bray first came out and the, the, the ring was in different colors, like Kane used to be red, you know, it was just, it was cool. Um, Bray Wyatt's always done weird, unique things in their matches. Everybody remembers the worms from the Randy Orton match, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I love the um, creativity of Bray Wyatt and I love what he does. Um, this one just felt like a cheap commercialized version. Of it, it was like it was almost sponsored by a soft drink company. Um, <laughs> but you know, hey, if they want to do a Mountain Dew pitch black match at CBW, I'm all for it. Um, I think as the match itself, I thought was pretty cool. The problem with matches like that that are so like gimmickly heavy, um, like ones like that, is the matches tend to suffer the match the match quality, um, and I don't think. I don't think either superstar put on their best performance for that one. Um, they no, no, like, don't get me wrong. Great matches, great stuff, but it takes away from the the wrestling side, you know, to a degree. Um, I thought it was really and just yeah. if if that's the match that they're going to put out, would it have held up the same? Basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what I'm trying to say. Is sometimes you use the you use the gimmicks in a match to as as a crutch, basically. You know, um, oh, we don't need to do this big, huge, high spot here because this is happening. You know, it's, it's just a little. Not from a fan's point of view, it's from a booker's point of view, I guess. Um, I thought it was really, really cool. 
um, the end um, when Uncle Howdy came out. Um, Before we get to and, that, um, I do want to jump back to the table spot because uh, I oh, yes. enjoyed that, the effect of, I don't know what it was, like it was popcorn or... Mm. Or something, but once the table impact happened and it like flew everywhere. Yeah. If there was more of that in the match, just at different places, like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was really really cool. But again, it was underutilized. Yeah, like you say. Um, but no, it, that, like it was, it was really really cool. There was obviously um, there was a little bit of a. a a slip there from LA night before the table spot. Mm. Um, but things, things happen, especially when you're resting in the dark. That's what people forget. Normally you're in a nice lit, well lit area. Yeah. You can see what you're doing and it was a pitch black. So the guys did really, really well um, to actually pull it, pull off what they did. Um, I think, oh, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, can't be too critical of that. Um, but like I say, yeah, Uncle um, Howdy flying off the top of that structure um, which um, led to Facebook and all social medias claiming that um, Shane O'Mac is um, Uncle Howdy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just jumps off shit randomly. You know, yeah. Just randomly. So, yeah, it's got to be Shane O'Mac. Um, I, was, I, was, I was watching that spot because generally there's, if you watch enough wrestling, you can sort of pick what wrestler it is by the way they do a move. You know, um, Macho Man jumps off the ropes a, a certain way, so everybody knows what that is. Um, you know, um, you, you can usually tell. And I, couldn't, you know, I couldn't really tell. Um, and then I thought, well, probably not, because I don't think I ever saw Bo Dallas jumping off the top rope. Um, so, you know, I don't know who it is, but I reckon it's going to be coming out very, very soon. Um, I did love the mask change with Bray. Um, Bray, except for it kind of got lost because it was still so dark. Um, and the fact that the way his face paint was and his beard was, it, you had to look to find out that it was actually a mask. Mm. They could have put some glow-in-the-dark color on that mask and it would have made it pop a little bit more. Um, but I thought that was really, really cool. Um I also like that his whole demeanor find- changed as well. Like he went full yeah. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Well, when when he turned around and you kind of clicked that he was wearing a mask, but he wasn't. You know, you couldn't really see it. I was expecting to see the fiend. Um, so it was cool that it wasn't him. So it was kind of showing that there's another persona for Bray. Um, and one thing I thought was really really interesting was how his his eyes changed. Under the blue light, under the, the black light, after we put the mask on. So I was trying to figure out whether we just didn't notice it prior, because being a guy that puts contact lenses in before he wrestles, so you can actually see his opponent, um, trying to put contact lenses in your eyes while you're in the ring in the pitch black would be really, really hard to do. So yeah, just he must have been wearing them before, but we just didn't notice. But it was really cool because the commentators made a big deal out of it. Like, oh my god, his eyes, his eyes, his eyes. That's not, yeah, so you couldn't help but look. But no, I was, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I, I, I did enjoy it. Something different, you know? Fun for a gimmick. Um, match. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
I'm just looking at time. Yeah. All right, let's do rapid fire then. Cool. Next, next up was Bianca Belair versus the, Alexa women's title match. I thought this was a good match. Um, wasn't as spectacular as I thought it was going to be. Um, Post match stuff was pretty cool. Um, done a bit of a tease. I would have liked to have seen that during the match or something like that. Personally, um, but no, um, I, I do. Yeah, I, Belly is really, really impressive with everything she does. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It, it was what it was. Yeah. Hashtag watch this piece. Uh, then <laughs> we had the women's uh, rumble, which was, I'm just going to go out and say it, won by Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And decisively won by that. Um, um, I... Like the surprise uh, return of Michelle McCool, um, which is quite cool. And then the out of the blue shock of Nia, uh, Nia Jax coming back. Um, and Chelsea That's pretty Green. cool. Um, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea Green coming back, setting records. Bloody awesome. Um, and um, But my personal favourite moment was just watching Nikki Cross run down the incredibly long entranceway. Um, that was, yeah, pop of the night for me, actually, was to see Nikki Cross doing it. She was just sprinting. They made I'm the like, comparison oh to, to Nikki, oh, Nikki Cross to Usain Bolt. I'm like, if you could get yeah. those two just, like, running at the same time, that would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> just to yeah, see that yeah. comparison. Yeah, she was a former superhero, so, yeah. Still got that super speed. Yeah. Ah, uh, then oh, also Rhea Ripley has uh, announced that she is going to challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. She's going to go after Charlotte Flair at Mania. No, that makes sense. They they had a banger of a match, even though there were no fans in attendance. A couple of years um, ago. So, you know, I'll be looking, looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Some retribution for uh, I, Rhea Ripley? Yeah. Also, yeah. Judgment Day, if you will. And, yeah, and also, I, I guess, if you've got a shot at the title, and I mean, no disrespect to Belair, but you might as well, you got a shot, you might as well go for, you know, the the the, the greatest woman wrestler of all time. The queen. You know? The queen, you know, take, yeah. You know, if you get your shot, take out a flare. That's what you're going to do. Easy as that. Also, Ray Ripley winning the Rumble, she also broke Bianca Belair's uh, ring time in a Rumble. Belair had yeah. 56 minutes, 52. Ray Ripley was there from number one, won it one hour, one minute, eight seconds. So yeah. I guess I believe she's the only. She's already beaten Bianca Belair in a sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So does that make her the. Longest in the, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, she's, I think, um, only the fourth person to go from number one to winning it. So, ever, hmm, which I can think of three, I can't think of the fourth Michaels, Austin, Mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley. Okay, I forgot Austin, but 
So that's not the one that I was missing. He's about my height and about my age, about my size. Mysterious. Even with his mask. Yeah. I thought he was number two. Oh, no, number two was someone else. Yeah. Mm. Never mind. Yeah. 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 No, no. mystery solved. Yeah. Uh, and then Roman Reigns did something with Kevin Owens and Sammy Vane was involved. Anyway, yeah. all right, so that was the wrong <laughs> On to see yeah. if he did. No, uh, we do have to talk about that. We'll skim over the match because Roman Reigns beat KO. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I, think, I think you can't really skim over the match because the whole, the whole premise of the whole thing was... It was teasing that Sammy was going to do something, and I this made the prediction last week that, yeah, that Sammy, Sammy Zane was going to turn on Roman and it was going to be a big ploy all the way along, which I still think would have been a way better storyline, but, you know, hey, what do I know? Um, so that was teasing it all the way along, and nothing happened during the match. So it was kind of, kind of weird. Um, and then the Usos... We're given the nod, so they attacked Kevin Owens and they handcuffed him to the ropes. And um, Solo got in there. Yeah, Solo got. They all got in there, and then Sammy, Sam was told to go grab a chair. And um, yeah, I think they were going a bit above and beyond to take out Kevin Owens. But you know, the bloodline they they need to prove a point. Um, and then Roman basically, um. Told Sammy he had to finish it, and um, he channeled his inner Seth Rollins and um, whacked Roman on the back of the on the back with a chair, and um, which um, yeah led him to be sort of um, beaten up by everybody else, yeah, except for one person. Yeah, the man who didn't believe in him at first. Who then went on to consider him a brother. Yep. Jey Uso. Honourable man. Honourable man. That's why he's got a good name. You know? (laughs) Um, He he refused to be be involved in it. And, um, yeah, has basically gone on social media and said he's done. I've seen. Um, And the thing, I have not seen Raw, so um, don't know what happened. But I'm I'm assuming that... um, it is. I do hear rumours that Sami Zayn is on the chairs for Elimination Chamber. And it's just a picture of Sami Zayn. Um, and I also hear rumours that maybe Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. Which would be quite funny considering it is pretty, it is in Quebec, can, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Huh. Hmm, funny that. But yeah, um, so that's really, really cool. Um, the whole way through this, I am waiting for if you smell to come over the PA system. Um, Nothing. And I thought it would have been perfect. I think if they'd played the music and the rock had come out, I reckon the roof would have blown off the place and it would have been a massive moment. Um, Triple H was asked at the press conference about the rock um, and he's extremely, really, extremely busy the door's always open, as the Triple H, what Paul Levesque said many, many times. Um, but apparently now is not the right time. Um, it's quite funny when you think about The Rock having to get in shape for anything. 
Um, but as we all know, there is a difference between movie shape, any other type of fitness and wrestling in ring shape. Yeah. Cardio. Um, yeah. I, I can say I can, you put a treadmill in front of me, I can run on that for an hour and not a problem. And it, it's fine. But yeah, and like I say I hit that seven minute mark. Those three steps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well no, those three steps to coming off the stage and I'm gassed. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no. So I, I get that as well. Um so bit of a shame. Um but yeah, I think that's something that we're gonna see, but obviously not now. <laughs> but yeah. So Triple H versus the Rocket Mania. <laughs> Yes, um, and and when Triple H has the massive cardiac arrest in the ring, Vince can come down and go, it was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> no, the frightening thing would be if that did happen and the booking was still consistent. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. would be concerns. And then mm. after six months of that, yeah. then Vince McMahon can come out and say it was me. La, la, la. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was just, I was, I was thinking more along the lines that if Triple H dies in the middle of the ring, does his opponent still get buried? Oof. That's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> no, love you, Paul, and I don't want you to die. Please don't. Again, not often I swear on the show, but. Fuck no, he's not allowed to die. Uh, so, ending on a peachy note, this weekend, CPW returns to the CPW Arena in Lower Huts, the Apuni Community Hall, for the annual White Tongue Warfare event. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, this turned out to be a massive show. Um, we've got the CPW Heavyweight Championship match between Horace and CPW Heavyweight Champion Bryant. Um, we also had this weird pro- uh, promo sent in by one rugged Vic Craig. Um, seems to have a problem with Bryant, which I can't understand why anybody would have a problem with Bryant. <laughs> um, but yeah, he reckons he's coming as well. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, we've got uh, our our boy Ray Gunn taking on Tim Warren. Um, I would say that um, the reason why t- um, Ray is not on the show tonight is because he's furiously training. But to quote him, he's just a pantsless ginger, so he doesn't need to train. Uh, so, also we can't call him Tim Warren because if we're going to quote Ray Gunn, we have to refer to him as that dick. Yeah, okay. Yes, that is that is true. That is true. And if by training um, you mean we, he's at the supermarket stocking up on wax strips, yeah. then that's Ray training this evening, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and trust me, he probably is. Um, then we've got the Phoenix Talion coming down. He's going to be taking on Liam Erickson. Mm. Um, that, should be, that should be good because it's going to be a clash of styles. Um, and, yeah, we've, we saw... You know, a couple of weeks ago that Phoenix Talion can go up against a much bigger guy in Bryant. Um, so, yeah, see what he can do against Liam Erickson. So, looking forward to that. Also, um, I'm just saying, if they ever became a tag team, 
I would totally call them through fire and flames. Yeah. Thinking the Phoenix Viking. Um, well, the Phoenix yeah. rises from the fire, well, whereas the Viking walks through yeah. the flames. Yeah, 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 that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and in a Pipe Bombs and Headlocks exclusive, I can reveal that the CPW Tag Team Champions Stargate 1, they will be in action against Sammy G's personal favourite and close personal friends, Redacted. To quote Ray Gunn, surprise, surprise. Well, I would have booked, you know, the gun cabinet, but one of your members is AWOL. Ray Gunn's busy fighting the ginger. And you've got your own uh, match that you'll be busy Small problem? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have my own my own my own little problem which I'm trying to avoid talking about. Clash of the Heroes. Um, yeah. Yes, Clash of the Heroes. We've got this young whippersnapper up in Auckland. He's referring to himself as the hero. He is um I've heard him being called Deathmatch Hero, the hero of the day, the, the, the hero. I'm talking about the New Zealand professional wrestling heavyweight champion for Maniacs United, Floyd Hart, JT Hollow. Well, you can't call yourself the hero when there's a superhero, you know? So I've pointed this out to him quite a few times, and basically, yeah, he's got hold of CPW and said that, well, he's going to show up and he'll put his title on the line if he faces me, so why not? And a, a belated Christmas present for me. I'm going to get the Maniacs United title. Um, See, you can't say I don't give you so, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm actually really, really looking forward to this. Um, me and JP Hollow have only ever met once. Uh, that was, I was, we were both uh, lumberjacks for a Maniacs United show. And it was an outside show. Ring was set up in the car park. We were going blow for blow, backwards and forth and stuff like that. And then he just charged at me and hit me with a big massive clothesline. And I took a massive bump to the outside, then realized, oh, crap, we're on gravel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. No, um, I actually really, really respect the kid. I think he's bloody awesome. I think he is one of the most talented big men around. Um, well deserving of the championship. And yeah, yeah, very well deserving of the championship even though he is just caretaker one before it gets to me. But, you know, he, he will be forever known as the man that gave that title to greatness. So, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. I approve. Yeah. 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 No. So, and if you are listening to this, JT Hollow, please don't kill me. Because, um, <laughs> um yeah, um, and um, oh hell, why not? Let's let's announce the other match, shall we? That's one back by popular. Yeah, gonna... back by popular demand. Yep, that's just a picture of a naked lady, Sammy. Um, um, yes, back by popular demand. Not that young one. Young Jack one. Franco. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. yeah, young Jack Franco. Um, he's been on the last couple of CBW shows. Fought uh, Dan Munns at the last show. Um, did a really, really good showing. Um, he requested another match, and around about the same time, another fellow who was on our last show requested a match as well. Um, 
won Matty Short, one half of the IPW Tag Team Champions. Matty Short's going to dance his way down to a pony and get in the ring and chuck and jive with uh, Jack Franco. I'm excited so, for that one. Yeah, so am I. Um, Franco's actually he's shown me a hell of a lot of potential for a guy that's literally had one and a half matches because I can't really call that somewhere on match a match. Um, but yeah, he's obviously very well trained, very athletic, and Matty Short's really, really entertaining. Um, all I can say to Franco is, dude, you better be practicing those dance moves, bro, because if you can't moonwalk around Matty Short, um, yeah, he, 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 he will gyrate circles around you. Um, yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, that, that, I'm looking forward to that because I think it's just going to be a whole bunch of fun. Um, and that's going down once more at the CPW Arena, the Apuni Community Hall uh, on Mitchell Street in Lower Hutt. Tickets available via yeah. Event Finder or at the door. Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah, I would suggest people to try and to get them, especially if there's a limited amount of front row seats left. So if you want to get in the front row, get onto Event Finder because that's the only place that gets sold. Um, and don't risk trying to get in. Um, on the door, man, get your tickets beforehand because that's, um, yeah, it's the only way to guarantee you're going to get a seat. Um, but speaking of ticket sales, seats, and everything else, really, really cool. Told you about a little event we're having at the end of the month in Palmerston North called uh, Manawatu Madness. Yeah. Well, breaking news as of yesterday. All front row seats are sold out. Boom. We are yet yet to announce a match. We are yet to start our advertising campaign in Palmerston North. Um, if you are listening and from Palmerston North, which you most probably are, there will be a whole bunch of flyers, posters strategically placed around the community. If you take a selfie with one of those posters in the background, tag CPW in it, you will go into the draw to win a family pass. Boom. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so tickets are going really, really well for that. Um, coming to Invade the Globe Theatre, um, which is really, really cool. Um, I know some people worried that Ben Hurley might be taking over the place. No, he's in the smaller building. <laughs> we're in the main stage. Um, we're trying to get him in for the main event. Um, we think Hurley versus Bryant or Horace, whoever the CPW champion is at the time, um, could be very entertaining. So what do you say, Ben? Want to strap on some tights, buddy? Mm. And yeah. wrestle, and wrestle, because, yeah. Yes, 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 wrestle, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Strap on and tights and wrestle, yeah. yeah. You've got to put that on. Yeah. Um, see, Ray would have had a field day with that one. Yeah. Um, especially, with, especially with you making horsey noises. Um, no, seriousness, um, yeah, this show, really, really looking forward to coming back to Palmy. The It's overwhelming the amount of people that have, like, reached us because I've heard that we're coming, um, which is really, really cool. So that's, like, we wouldn't have been able to do it without, obviously, the Globe Theatre. We wouldn't have been able to do it without one or two people's radio. We wouldn't have been able to do it with some some guy we should just call Mr. Gordon. Um, a mysterious benefactor pushing stuff up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you should make him a commissioner. It'll be just like for one night only, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, it'd be quite cool actually. <laughs> Got a nice ring to it. 
We'll give um, them the uh, Danny Elfman Batman thing. Yeah, but um, no, it's um, it's really really cool because we've always wanted to come back to Palmy for a very, very long time, and just to see the amount of support that's going on. Um, full transparency: the reason why we haven't announced anything yet is a lot of wrestling fans get confused if you announce too much at one time. And get so them. we're waiting till waiting till after Waitangi Warfare to hit the ground running with the the advertising campaign for Manor Two. Um, so yeah, um, I mean we've even seen it with wrestlers go. getting confused if you if you try and get oh, too yeah. far ahead of yourselves <laughs> in a puny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah, but um, we can do a sneak peek. We we can let a little bit of it in. There is a, speaking of the pony, there is a certain person that is a number one contender for the CBW Heavyweight Championship. Mm. That is the Spartan. Now, he said that he will be coming to Palmerston North to Epuni. That was his exact words. <laughs> to defend, to challenge. Then we then pointed out to him that was at the Globe in Palmerston. He was mortified and very embarrassed. But no, he is coming, and he is going to invoke his uh, number one contendership at Manitou Madness. So whether it's Horace, whether it's um, Bryant, or who, like we just said, it could be Ben Hurley by then. Um, so one of those three men will go against the Spartan at Manitou Madness. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Sammy's in the main event. <laughs> But no, I think uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. First of many. In a place I know very, very well. Yeah, it will be nice to have a bit of a homecoming. Uh, we are quickly running out of time here on Pipe Bombs and Headlocks. Uh, so if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at PBNH Show. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so via PB and H at gmail.com. Uh, if you've missed any episodes over the last six months, you can catch them at npr.nz forward slash show forward slash PB and H show. We are also on Spotify and Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, stay tuned. If you're listening on triple nine AM on a Tuesday night for the wrestling roundup, shout outs to Grady and Josh. Uh, also, check out Wrestle Cafe, also on the Community Access Media Alliance, uh, Access Media. Shout out to Richie. Yeah. Uh, also, we replay on a Saturday night from 9 p.m., but if you're listening to this on a Saturday, you should have been in a pony. Just saying. Hmm, you should have been. You missed out. Yeah. But hopefully we'll see you at the Globe on the 25th of February. 23rd. We keep having Fifth. this argument. 25th. I was right. See, testing you. You passed. Well done. Yeah. Uh, but production level is going to be that big. We need to start setting up on the 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, some of us will be starting well before then. Uh, yes. Otherwise, join us again next week from 10 p.m. Massive thank you again to Jay for joining me this evening. No. Oh. Been always been my pleasure, buddy. And massive it's so quiet to... without Ray here. I know we actually get to talk about stuff. 
And massive shout-outs to New Zealand On Air for supporting us and letting us do what we do. We will see you this weekend in Apuni for CPW Waitangi Warfare, or we will catch you here next week from 10 p.m. on Triple Nine AM. Piao piao. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.